tied for the most terrifying day of my life. I was what? Every other freaking day of my life. <laughs> How are you doing, you wonderful nerds? Scott here, and it is day 12 of the Month of Monsters podcast. And uh, I kind of had a scheduling error, and I don't have a guest today. So I'm recording this podcast like immediately before it goes live tonight. Uh, so sorry for the delay, but I figured I would finally do the thing that I've been talking about doing, which is spend the time just chatting with you, responding to some of your iTunes reviews and some of your comments and questions and feedback that I've seen on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Follow me at Scott Nicewander on both of those if you want to get in on some of this. Um, And I actually just made an Instagram post not too long ago, so some questions might be incredibly fresh. Um, But I want to point out this is... Uh, not because I ran out of guests. I still have plenty lined up. I just, my schedule was all wonky. Um, so there will be some more great guests coming up in the future, but I thought we would take the time, just you and me today, to talk about this podcast, uh, and just Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed in general. So, um... Without further ado, let's just jump into the iTunes reviews really quickly because I really appreciate all of you guys who are uh, leaving those reviews. It helps out the podcast a lot. We have 19 reviews so far, but I would love to see that upwards. I know that there are at least hundreds of people who watch. We've had uh, about 6,000 downloads so far with 12 episodes. Uh, Well, 11 episodes because I don't know the stats on this episode yet. But uh, I want to thank you all for listening so far. Uh, If you want to take the time out, uh, you can go to scoobypodcast.com, click on the little iTunes button at the bottom, and uh, hopefully you should be able to write a review. I think you might need the app or whatever. I don't know. It's complicated. Let's just go into the... to see what you guys had to say. Uh, So this comes from... Smitties, uh, who says this is the best podcast about the 2004 film Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed I've heard, at least in the last year. 10 out of 10, 20 out of 20, 20 out of 10, 5 out of 20. So I feel like the reviews there start off pretty positive. You know? 10 out of 10, 20 out of 20, 20 out of 10, awesome. Uh, But then it goes to 5 out of 20, and I feel like, I don't know, either way, he left a 5 out of 5 star review, which I really appreciate. Uh, thank you. I'd actually, I would be interested to know if there are other podcasts. I know that there are other podcasts who probably have talked about Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Um, but I doubt that there are other ones that are solely dedicated to it like this. It's a very weird gimmick. Uh, let's see. This next one comes from G1 Josh, who says, Scott has been making incredibly intelligent and well thought out content for years. These next 31 days promise to be a journey unlike any other. I cannot wait to watch every episode uh well unfortunately there's nothing to watch but i hope you've enjoyed listening to it josh thank you so much for the comments as well about uh, my other stuff that i've done on the internet i appreciate it uh this comes in from the red fox 51 um who says just one thing uh hey this is the best media by far uh we will never be able to understand a fraction of the pure genius behind this but we need call me carson on this podcast uh yeah i am still looking for guests so if you know anyone or if you are an internet creator that's another thing again uh, i want to focus on people who create stuff on the internet um just because you know 
it's cool to use a weird platform like this to introduce other people to creative individuals on the internet. Uh, so if you know anyone or if you are someone like that, let me know. Hit me up. Uh, Scott Nicewander on Twitter or Instagram. I guess Twitter would be better. Uh, but yeah. Uh, now we have excellent. Uh, well, <laughs> sorry. It's from Cobalt Arcade and it just says excellent. Five stars again. Thank you, everybody. Please do a full podcast about Scooby-Doo in general. So this is actually a big kind of question or comment that I've gotten a lot, uh, which is, will I do a full Scooby-Doo podcast in general once this is over? And I don't know the answer to that. If I do, then I would want there to be a similar gimmick. I feel like there are at least a handful of Scooby-Doo podcasts out there who... Uh, or that are doing the thing where they just like watch every piece of Scooby media episode by episode, movie by movie and review it and, and stuff like that. And that's great. But my philosophy with making stuff on the internet, and this even goes to like my YouTube channel as well. If you guys follow me there, it's nerd sync, N E R D S Y N C. Um, my philosophy has always been to create something that someone else hasn't done already or, you know, or at least make sure that I'm adding something to the world that somebody isn't doing better. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't want to just rehash stuff that's already been out there. I like that this podcast has a weird gimmick. Uh, There are other Scooby-Doo podcasts out there that have really fun gimmicks as well. Um, I just need to find, if I were to do a Scooby-Doo podcast full-time, it wouldn't be daily, because this is a nightmare. Uh... But it wouldn't, it probably wouldn't be just like reviewing episodes. Um, I've never quite cared for, I mean, I don't know. I, I think, I, I just like gimmicks. I think gimmicks are fun. <laughs> Let me know if you have any thoughts about that. Um, this comes from, next one comes from Will Schulteis, longtime fan. How's it going? Uh, it says, great pod. Scott is amazing. He's so smart. And I also love Scooby. So yeah, great review appreciate it next one comes from nerd base we can count on you scooby-doo super fun uh learn everything you didn't know you wanted to know about the 2004 feature film scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed with charming host scott and his delightful guests thank you so much nerd base uh it's actually it's very fun for me a lot of these names i don't recognize they might just be different on itunes and maybe i know you guys from twitter or or youtube comments but i'm really interested to know how many people discovered this podcast uh in isolation to the other work i've done on the internet that would be really fun to know if i can even speak and pronounce words today uh this comes from not a podcaster scooby-doo 2 or scoobert do 2 monsters unleashed i really have no idea why i'm listening to this podcast but i can't stop somehow every episode is different even though the topic is the same every day lots of fun thanks to scott i have started watching mystery incorporated oh that's so awesome i have a big youtube video coming up that will heavily feature mystery incorporated you may have heard me talk about it with captain midnight a couple episodes ago i'm very excited about that i'm uh, diving into a couple interesting books about it uh if you want to read along with me uh the books are uh oh i have to remember it off the top of my head because they're not with me i believe one of them is just called the fantastic by todorov uh if i'm pronouncing that name correctly and there's another one that is like a follow-up um that kind of goes into a little bit more detail because todorov kind of ignored cultural context uh when he was discussing the idea of the fantastic 
I wish I knew what that one was called, but I'm too lazy to go up and grab it. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, look forward to that video soon on YouTube if you are interested in it. Um, and also, yeah, thanks for saying that every episode feels different, even though the topic is the same every day. I do, I do worry about that constantly. So thank you uh, for letting me be a little bit at ease. Uh, this next one comes from Curivi. They say... Uh, I love the way you speak about Scooby-Doo and is love to hear you do this with the animated movies. I'm pretty sure that's, I'd love to hear you do that with the animated movies, uh, like Zombie Island or Witch's Ghost. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking, I had this idea of maybe next year. The, the, the name Month of Monsters is good for just kind of in general um, like I, it's non-specific, so that it doesn't have to be about Scooby-Doo Two Monsters Unleashed. Um, but I don't know. I, I was thinking maybe next year, if there's enough animated movies, we could do one every day, or not even just animated movies, just movies in general. We could talk about the first movie again and Velma or Daphne and Velma and like the other two live-action ones and all that jazz. I don't know. What do you guys think? Bring it back next year but a different movie every day instead of the same one? Or should we just keep doing a new one, a different movie every year and just keep doing the month thing? I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. Um, and this last one, because we do have 19 ratings, but only uh, a handful of reviews or 10 reviews. Uh, this last one comes from Mr. Whoop-dee-doo Cracker. Great name. Um, says, superb. I don't know. I didn't know I needed this in my life till I started listening to it. So glad to have a podcast to listen to every day of October. I needed one. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm glad you are enjoying it. I'm glad other people are enjoying it as well. Uh, it's also very interesting to me to look at what iTunes tells me is our like our, our most popular videos and I kind of earned videos episodes and I kind of knew that it was going to be this way. Like obviously the first three are the most popular and I knew that was going to happen because uh, you know context people just start and then maybe by like day four stuff comes up and you know it's hard to you know maintain listening to the same thing every day um but then there's a huge jump around day eight where we had uh, Paige and Sarah of the princess and the scrivener on and that seems to be aside from the first three episodes seems to be our most popular so I'm glad you guys liked that episode I had a ton of fun talking with them they're great uh, and I also enjoyed talking uh, I don't know I, I've had so many I've had so much fun talking with everybody here on this podcast it's been a grand old time iTunes is also displaying the dates weirdly in my feed because it says like it shows that sometimes we're late but i promise you i do upload them on the day at least in my time zone i might be judging from a different time zone or whatever but either way um thanks for listening we will dive into that uh, that sounded like i was going to end the episode right here it's been 10 minutes no 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 no. i just mean thanks for listening in general we're going to continue on with this episode um let's see what you guys had to say about uh, or, or on Twitter, rather. We only had a couple comments. Not a ton of people saw the tweet, but that's okay. Um, this comes from Corny Calf. Now, we actually had a, a discussion about this, and I'd love to know your guys' thoughts. Uh, Corny Calf asks, uh, One thing that bothers me that I don't think has come up yet is the fact that Scooby uses a fire extinguisher to freeze the tar monster. Freezes in all caps. I'm no chemist, 
but I'm pretty sure fire extinguishers use fire suppress use fire suppressing foam, not Mr. Freeze cold ray technology. Uh, yeah. So my response to that was, it depends on the type of fire extinguisher. I don't think that one was a foam one. It looked more like a CO2 extinguisher, which I think can cause quote unquote cold burns. I Googled this like really quickly. Uh, if it's used incorrectly, like, you know, kicking the top off and surfing on a tar monster, uh, to which corny calf responded, I Googled CO2 fire extinguishers and apparently they work by replacing the oxygen and blah, blah, blah. You get it. Chemistry stuff. But yeah. Well, the idea is that they, <laughs> I feel like I should, I should have just kept reading. I don't know why I said blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So they, they replace the, uh, the oxygen in the area with carbon dioxide, which would suppress the fire because fire needs oxygen to keep burning. But if your friends are already suffocating from a tar monster, probably not best to also take away air from them <laughs> as well. Uh, this next one comes from Alec Opperman, my arch nemesis who was on yesterday's episode. He asks, my question, colon, who hurt you? That's a great question, Alec. You know, I think the person who hurt me the most is, you know, any, any kind of internet um, internet personality who runs some sort of pop culture YouTube channel where they analyze movies and TV shows and really you know dive into the philosophy of certain characters and stories and you know make it really hard for the rest of us to do the same thing without their audience jumping down my throat saying you stole this from wisecrack that's i think that's who hurt me i think thank you to anyone who followed that logic this comes from sodaholic who asks they never clear up fred's quote-unquote <laughs> quotes wow w- good job the, uh, from his interviews basically the the uh, out of context quotes they never clear that up uh like i think coolsville like when he says i think coolsville sucks do people know it was all set up after the arrest of jacobo i will say yes i will say absolutely because they do unmask heather jasper howe uh in front of the press as jacobo and they explain the line that you know he adopted that personality to uh to turn the press against the team. So I would say they probably do know that by now. However, I guess the press really doesn't have much other than their word for that specific aspect of it. Right. Cause you could easily just say like, Oh, Heather Jesper, Howe was just an alias. So he would hide and not be recognized as Jonathan Jacobo. But I guess they didn't really have any evidence to be like, no, this is what I actually said. It's more just like, well, she was really an evil guy, so I guess it's possible. I don't know. That's an interesting interesting point. All right, this next one comes from Redneck Rampage, Redneck's Rampage, who asks, uh, if you could change only one, what would you change? The script, the direction, or the effects, and why? I don't think I would change the effects. Um, the effects won't do much to engage to enhance the story, and I think the story is the problem. So I would change. I would probably change the script more. Um, I think the direction was was largely okay. The some of the characters were more over the top than they needed to be, but 
I think ultimately the script was the biggest flaw. Keep the characters in a similar vein, you know, the direction, uh, and even the effects are fine for that time period. But yeah, the script is, is where I have my biggest problems. All right. This next one comes from, I, I wish I could, your name is so long. It's hard for me to read your, Oh, Acer, Acerabatic. I'm sorry. I know who you are. They asks, <laughs> good job. Me. They ask, I haven't been able to catch up. I'm so sad. I'm now five days behind. That's not a question, but I'll take it. Yeah, I, I'm. Hopefully, you guys aren't uh, being overwhelmed by all these episodes. I feel like that will happen as time goes on, and I feel like I'm looking at the data and it's showing that it's kind of happening. Uh, but either way, I appreciate all of you who are listening to any episodes. You don't have to listen to all of them. You don't have to listen to them in order. Uh, you can just listen to the ones with the guests and the titles and the topics that interest you if you want, but I appreciate anyone who listens to any of them. This last one comes from Ramon who asks, are, how are you not insane now? Great question. I don't really know. I think I mentioned this before, but this movie has kind of become a routine for me. Like it's not been something that has driven me insane quite yet it kind of just i don't know it just feels like a like familiar and it's something you know how if you're in the mood to watch something on youtube or netflix or wherever there's a certain period of time where you are spending a good chunk of time searching for what you want to watch i feel like this experiment has eliminated a good chunk of that from my life because I know what I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. And from the get-go, it's just like as soon as I turn it on, I don't know, there's something about how the way this movie starts and ends that is just, it's comforting in a weird way. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but that's kind of how I am. And maybe that is a sign that I'm losing my mind, but I don't feel that way, if that makes sense. Uh, Let's jump over to Instagram and see what you guys think. This might be a shorter episode today, but that's okay. So we only have a handful of questions from here because I did only post it a couple minutes ago by the time I'm recording this. Uh, Brando Vader asks, what was your first introduction to Scooby-Doo? Great question. Uh, I think I may have mentioned this before in an episode, but I th- I'm pretty sure a pup named Scooby-Doo was about what introduced me to that concept. It's hard to tell because a lot of that 90s stuff bled together with me. I remember there were multiple times where I was sick and I stayed home from school and there were Scooby-Doo movie marathons, stuff with cyber chase and zombie Island and all that great stuff. Uh, and I remember watching those a lot. Mystery incorporated, not mystery incorporated. That was more recent. What's new Scooby-Doo. I should say, I think definitely solidified my love of that 
show of, of this of the franchise in general i i remember and maybe you guys can back me up on this because the more i've told people this the more i realize that no one remembers this but me so it, there might be a chance that i'm making this up but i'm i'm i have vivid memories i'm pretty sure i'm not but i would love uh, verification if you could there's there was uh this time when what's new scooby-doo is airing new episodes on like WB kids or something like that. However it was back in the day. And they would do this really interesting thing where they would end the episode each week right before they unmask the villain. And then you would go online and they would give you the suspects and you would kind of vote for who you think it was. And then the following week they would pick it up from that point in the story, show you who it was kind of show how people voted to see if like, you know, if the crowd picked up on it and then they would start the new episode again and again, cut it off right before they unmask the villain. So it was this really interesting way of giving you a cliffhanger at the end of a story and saying like you, we want you to actually figure it out. And I think that was a big chunk of what got me like really solidly into the franchise. I think before that, certainly Pup Named Scooby-Doo, certainly the the TV movies, and certainly these movies as well. I, I couldn't tell you which one I was watching first. I know A Pup Named Scooby-Doo came first before all of those, but I was watching reruns of that show for ages, and I don't know if I was watching, you know, I, I don't know which one specifically stuck out to me first, um, but I was always watching some kind of Scooby-Doo. And of course, I went back whenever reruns were on of like, uh, Scooby-Doo, where are you? And other shows in that nature. Uh, but those were the, that was the time period that really sucked me in. So next question comes from green bomb seven, who actually asked two questions. Uh, so we'll get to that second one next. The first one is what Scooby-Doo series is the best to start with? Um, that's interesting. I, I want, I would, I would wager that what's new Scooby-Doo is probably the best one to start with because it's formulaic, right? It gives you the, all the trappings of it's very much, it is very much. It feels like a modern version of Scooby-Doo. Where are you? Mystery Inc. Many people will argue is the better series. Even pup named Scooby-Doo is arguably the better series, but I think mystery inc specifically you need an understanding of the scooby-doo world in order for it to to kind of connect the dots in certain areas you know what i mean um it, it plays on a lot of tropes it, it makes homages and tributes to the franchise as a whole i don't think it's a great series to start with i think it's a great series not to start with uh what's new scooby-doo i think is a really solid starting place in terms of a series because it does just feel like an updated version of scooby-doo where are you uh which again is a really great place to start but uh it's very it's very much of its time which is great if you love that kind of stuff but if you are someone who maybe you know wants a more uh contemporary kind of cartoon what's new scooby-doo is i would say a great place to start pop name scooby-doo not a bad place to start uh but certainly what's new will give you a much more uh, clear understanding of the characters and how they are 
today. A pup named Scooby-Doo kind of treats certain characters a little differently. Shaggy and Scooby are pretty much the same. Fred is a little bit dumber than he usually is uh, in other series in a pup named Scooby-Doo. Velma doesn't talk nearly as much in a pup named Scooby-Doo as she does in other series. Uh, so it's a great show. Probably wouldn't give you too much uh, understanding of modern Scooby-Doo as a whole right now. But definitely watch it if you can. Uh, next one from Greenbomb says, Scooby-Doo timeline explained. Oh no, this is a big can of worms. I thought about doing this. I, I reached out to other people. Uh, Mystery Inc. kind of opened a can of worms about the timeline because, you know, that whole story takes place in the Crystal Cove and other timelines take place in Coolsville, like in in Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed and the previous movie and Pup Named Scooby-Doo. And I think even What's New Scooby-Doo all take, or not take place in Coolsville, some of them do, uh, but rather make references to Coolsville, like What's New takes place all around the world. But I think they still make references to Coolsville. I'll have to double check that one. But... Yeah, the timeline's confusing. Mystery Inc., I won't spoil it for anybody, but it does end on a kind of reference that hints at a weird timeline thing. Ah, uh, I don't know. I Maybe I talked about it in a previous video I can't, or episode. I can't remember. I talked about it with some guests over, um, I think, off mic as well. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll dedicate a whole episode to breaking down the timeline i don't know could go either way on that one this next one comes from previous guest of the show max mariner who asks uh what do you think monsters unleashed needed to do well at the box office so what do i think monsters unleashed needed to do well at the box office um you know i think it should have it should have felt like a sequel. This movie didn't feel like a sequel. It felt like it felt like a take two on the first movie. And I've commented on that before. But nowadays, when you have sequels, they're trying to establish a whole universe. It's not even nowadays. That's just kind of how sequels are. Sequels, by their nature, are a continuation of the story. Scooby-Doo 2 doesn't feel like a continuation of the story from the first movie. So for me, what I would have done is continue to expand upon Scooby-Doo. Or if you hated the first movie so much uh, and really wanted to kind of give it a reboot or like a soft reboot sort of a thing, don't borrow so much of the same plot points and beats from the first movie, I think. You know, I like the second movie better. I think it handles a lot of those beats and plot points better than the first one does. But it just feels weird that they would completely ignore the first movie. It's so it's so strange that they aren't even a little bit connected. I would have loved to see some connective tissue there. And I would have liked to see some more iconic Scooby-Doo moments. I've mentioned before the the you know montages of them like going through the different doors in the hallway would be a really fun gag to see i don't know it's tricky i think i think they were ambitious i think they did a lot well but 
something about the first movie, I think, kind of tainted it for for me and for potentially audiences as well. So I would love to know your guys' thoughts about this. Maybe we'll do a, a second one of these episodes if people like them. Uh, that's actually the most important thing. Tell me if you like this episode or not. We're 27 minutes in or so. I need to know if if you even made it this far. <laughs> Let me know on Twitter. A couple more comments are coming in on Instagram. We have Norad who asks... What do you imagine Scooby-Doo snacks taste like? Yeah, so they have to be dog snacks, obviously. A pup named Scooby-Doo uh, gave them lots of different flavors, like nacho cheese flavor and all sorts of fun stuff. But if we're talking just plain Scooby snacks, I imagine they can't be too different from just like a, like a milk bone sort of a thing, you know? Like, I don't think they'd be that different from a generic dog treat um but in my head in my heart of hearts i can tell you what i want it to taste like i want it to taste like a cinnamon sugar graham cracker i don't know why but i do and uh because it just would be delicious that way i don't i mean it would it might be vegetarian for sure i don't know if a dog would want it though or if a dog could have it but that's that's what they are in my head. Uh, this might be the final one. Let me refresh to make sure. John Baum asks, uh, if you could write and produce a Scooby-Doo 3, what would it be? What monsters? And who would you cast? Oh, that's a huge question. I would love to discuss that question with other people, especially in terms of, of casting, because I wouldn't know the cast. But uh, somebody, I think it was also Max, um, asked on Twitter if... If a Scooby-Doo 3 was out in theaters, let's say 2006, 2007, and it contained the same cast, what would the plot be? Um, what kind of monsters and everything like that? So I'm going to take from my own playbook here, and I would say I want to connect it to Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. I, I will gladly say let's forget about Scooby-Doo 1. You don't need to know it. So let's do a direct sequel to Scooby-Doo 2. It'll be Scooby-Doo 3, working title. We'll figure it out as we go along. Same cast. Um, we can even keep some of the side characters around, like Patrick, because I love Seth Green in this movie. He's great. You know, I think the best parts of the Scooby-Doo shows, like Scooby-Doo Where Are You and uh, What's New Scooby-Doo, are the fact that they take the mystery gang and put them in a place that's outside of their familiarity. Monsters Unleashed took place entirely in Coolsville, a city that they grew up in, that they know, that they're famous in. But let's kind of take them out of that realm, take them out of their comfort zone, have them traveling around. In fact, here's what I would like. I would like a live-action Scooby-Doo movie where there's a handful of mysteries. It's them traveling around. There's a handful of small mysteries, kind of like the Luna Ghost uh, or you know other small-time ghosts and monsters. And behind it all, and it's still all just people but in masks. Let's do away with real monsters. We already had that gimmick. We don't need to do it again. But it's them traveling around, and they're discovering that, wow, solving mysteries has been, it's, it's like, really easy. Like, we, some of these monster capers used to take us 
days, but suddenly we're arriving and going around and it just, it feels too easy that we're unmasking all these people. And what if it turns into something where there's a larger person pulling the strings? I know we kind of a rehash of Monsters Unleashed a little bit or, or even uh, the first Scooby-Doo movie, but there is a larger villain pulling the strings and getting all of these small time monsters to commit like really easy, really solvable crimes that really just distract the mystery ink gang from a larger mystery that they're not even seeing just yet. Like, okay. So the Spider-Man PS4 game came out not too long ago as I'm recording this. And there's that whole bit minor spoilers, I guess I haven't beaten it yet. So don't expect me to accidentally say gigantic twists and whatnot. Cause I don't even know all of it, but there's a part where like all the villains, there's one villain that breaks the rest of the villains out of jail. And I think it would be really cool if mystery Inc solves a bunch of these smaller things, uh, you know, putting these small time monsters in prison, but they know, like the monsters, the criminals know, that they're just a distraction. And by the end of the day, this big kind of head monster guy or girl or whoever will break them all out of jail again anyway after they commit their, you know, the master plan of doing something. I don't know. I, I, I'm not a great writer. You asked me to come up with something on the spot. But you kind of, I just want there to be a series of crimes and I want there to be uh, a lot of travel and a lot more with the mystery machine and really kind of make it feel almost like a handful of episodes from the cartoon where it's just go to this place. It's like a spooky castle. Solve a thing. Go to this place. It's like a haunted, uh, I don't know, <laughs> beach. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like Scooby-Doo. Who knows? Uh, you know, solve that thing. Then go to here. It's like a museum that you need to whatever. And then like, they start solving it and it's just like, boy, this seems really easy. And then like, boom, big monster guy. Who's like, ha I had you do this so I could distract you from this and that. And that. like, kind of make it feel like very Sherlock Holmes in a sense where like everything f- falls into place. And it's like, that's why this happened. And that's why that, and it was all cause of me. And then the gang has to, uh, you know, try and solve it or, you know, catch the monster very last minute. Does this, this is a bad I'm not great at pitching stuff off the top of my head, but I just wanted to make it different than the other movies. I don't really need there to be more tributes. It'd be cool if there were more tributes to previous ghosts. We don't need them. We don't need them to be there. Monsters Unleashed did that quite well. I don't want there to be real monsters and I don't want them to be at one location. I think a core element of Scooby-Doo, at least at the start, is that they traveled around. I want a movie that involves traveling mystery gang. Yes, please. That's really all I have to say. I can think more about that as we go on. We actually also had one more comment come in while I was doing all of that. This comes from Jay Shearer or Shearer. I don't know how to pronounce your last name, but you're a future guest. So look forward to that in a couple of days. He asks, what's the craziest thing you've said about the film thus far? I think yesterday's episode with Alec and talking about how Scrappy-Doo is promoting genocide when he says puppy power, that might be the craziest thing <laughs> we've said on this podcast, but I think that was a really fun episode. Um, 
it's also really hard for me to remember more than like a couple days back because I've been doing this show for almost two weeks now. Uh, anyway, I think we might end this uh, here. We actually got a lot further than I thought. I thought this was going to be like a 20 minute episode and end up being pretty good length. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening to this. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott Nice Wonder. You can follow me on Instagram also at Scott Nice Wonder. Leave some great reviews on iTunes if you can. I'd love to go chat with them. In fact, uh, I used to do this thing on my old podcast where I would try to give you exactly what to say, uh, but you guys can come up with different variations of it. So actually, what, what I want you to do is if you have another treatment for a Scooby-Doo 3, assuming the same cast and assuming it would have come out around 2006 or 2007 or so, um, what would your pitch for a Scooby-Doo 3 be? Maybe you can build upon the one that I already did. Maybe you can come up with something completely original and brand new that's way better than mine. Maybe you can come up with one that's an absolute joke and just hilarious for me to read over the air. That would be really fun too. So if you go to iTunes... And you go and review us, leave your best pitch for Scooby-Doo 3, once again, assuming the core cast is the same, and it came out like 10 years ago. What would it have been if they had gone through with it? I would love to know. You can also uh, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram for that, but I think you get more space to write on an iTunes review. And I'm not just saying that because I want iTunes reviews, but I also do want iTunes reviews. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I know uh, it's very different than what we've been doing over the past couple weeks. Just a little scheduling error. And uh, we will have more guests on for over the next couple days. I hope you are looking forward to that. And of course, the end goal is to get anyone who worked on this movie on this podcast. Uh, we've hit, uh, I think, 6,000 downloads or so. I think I'm going to start reaching out to people when we hit 10,000 downloads. So keep sharing this podcast around. Keep telling your friends about it. Tell your enemies about it. I don't know. Do you have enemies? I do. Mine's Alec from Wisecrack. But uh, if you guys want to join me right now out loud to do our best scooby dooby doo I do need someone to do it with. So uh, help me out here, wherever you are, if you're at school. If you're at work, if you are driving, if you're sitting at home comfortably, if you are out in public grocery shopping, stop whatever you're doing right now and join me as we do our best or our worst and most awkward Scooby Dooby Doo sign off. Let's do it. Three, two, one. Scooby Dooby Doo! Dooby Doo!